This is Stick to Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. Welcome to the Six Sports Podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. Yeah, I know you weren't prepared for that. I'm trying to show my assertiveness while I, you know, convince you to give me Brandon Ayuk. That's not happening, buddy. Okay. Logan, how are you? Doing well. I don't give a damn. You better give me Brandon Ayuk. Give me Lamar Jackson. Why the hell would I give you Lamar Jackson? All right, listeners. Here's here's Noah's dilemma. He really wants Brandon Ayuk for some reason. He's not disclosed this information with me. <clears throat> I have little to no use for Brandon. No, I'm just kidding. I do have use for him. But I am in need of an upgrade at, at tight end and quarterback. And those are the two positions that Noah has wonderful options at. I don't need any of his other players. So he wants to trade, and I don't want to trade with him because I don't need anything he has. So he's just sad, and I'm, I'm living good over here with Carson. Are you? Are you literally living good with uh, Carson Wentz as your starter? Yeah, the life of streaming quarterbacks is fun. Risky, it's really but- not. Is I don't think it is. Carson Wentz has back to back twenty, uh, almost thirty point games. He's the fifth best fantasy football quarterback at this moment. And who's number that one? will surely change. Who's Doesn't matter one? who's number one. Who's number one, Logan? Lamar Jackson, probably, or Josh Allen, one of those two. You know what? I just want to say this: You better give me Brandon Ayuk. I'll go in your phone. Stay mad. Just I'll go mad. in your phone and, I, and send him to me. What Stay if I do mad. that? Would you be upset? I would. Um, Tell Kyle and then have him delete your team. You would never do that. Because yeah, I'll help him out too. I'll help him out. Give him like a. What do you have? We don't have any good players. That's the thing. That's crazy that you're saying that. Anyway. Anyway, stay mad. You're not getting Brandon Ayuk. Do you know what I am getting? What? Into this great week of college football that we. This isn't college football though. This is the NFL. This is the NFL. This is the. Anyway. This this NFL week had some one thing that I want to say. It's just imagine what word is here. What word is, is in front? Is this still part of the cold open? No, the, we're not. We didn't do a cold open because I started the pod. Oh, we did. My my apologies. What is the word? Crazy? No. What do you think is the word? Ineffective. No. What do I love to do? Overreact. Close. Create narratives. Yes, yes, yes. The narrative is my favorite thing to do, and I'm going to make a narrative on every team we talk about. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Can't wait. I'm so excited for these narratives. Yes. And some are good. Some are bad. Some are crazy. Some are not. Hold on. Are you getting? Are you ready to? What's the narrative for your fantasy football team? Uh, undefeated. Not good until Brandon Ayuk is there. Yeah. I, I just need him. I need him. Um, Logan, I'm let's ready. get started. I'm ready for your narratives. Let's get started with the Monday night game. Monday? We're going Thursday back. night game. Thursday. I'm blanking. I don't know. I think it's my hatred of you right now. Oh. Um, let's get started with the Thursday night game. First off, Amazon Prime. Do you have Amazon Prime? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think I do, too. Uh, nobody watches things on Prime Video, so who knows? Um, no, that's not true. The boys is on 
Amazon. I haven't watched it yet. I want to. It's really um, good. No. So invincible. Invincible is really good. I'm not even gonna hold you. Um, so the Chiefs took on the Chargers, and going into this game, looked like oh, what an AFC battle this mm-hmm. is gonna be. Was it? The score is a lot closer closer than it actually was, and, this, and it makes it look like you know Kansas City might have won on the last second um, field goal or something, but it really wasn't. It wasn't that sloppy of a game, and it wasn't that exciting of a game either. Mm-hmm. But I will say I do have a couple of narratives on each side, but I want you to talk about the Chiefs. What do you think the Chiefs got out of this game? I, I think the Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes had a lot of mistakes that were called back. Yeah. He had several dropped interceptions and several interceptions called back due to penalty. But I still think they're a good team, and good teams win despite teams do win. despite being knocked down and you know there's they're, they're a team that I don't really see that has a lot of glaring weaknesses and I think they do yeah yeah I feel like they got outplayed this this game however they still managed to win so good on them I think the narrative I've come up with um, from this team and from this um, win for them is the Chiefs have another gear that they can get to they won despite the mistakes despite the offensive ineptitude that it seemed that they had in the first half. Yes. Patrick Mahomes didn't have that great of a game, but he really wasn't bothered the entire game either. You know, it wasn't, this wasn't a game where he was under constant duress. Although I will say, um, I will say that the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense looks a lot better. Um, and this was not necessarily, I'm not going to say this was a defensive shutout, but both defenses made some good plays and both defenses looked a little good, you know. Um, everyone's always going to talk about the um, the was it in this game where it was the um, the Derwin James on um, Travis Kelsey. Yes, Derwin James hit Travis Kelsey quite hard. Not even a hit; he picked him up and body slammed him to the ground. Is that the tight end you want on your football team? I mean, on your fantasy team, Logan. Yes, it actually. I think you should get rid of him. Um. On the ch- on the Chargers side, Justin Herbert did go down in this one. Scarily, it was very scary. I was very worried. One thing I will say for Justin Herbert, right, and I, this might be an overreaction. Yeah, probably. This, this might be. Maybe I'm taking it a little too far. Maybe a lot of the everyone's gonna be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, calm down." Justin Herbert showed that he has the potential to really be one of the better best quarterbacks we've seen. A future MVP. In this game, even in the loss. Because some of the throws he was making, this is somebody who maybe needs to work on his decision-making. We talked about that. But is is there a chance that Justin Herbert could get better than what he is now? I I absolutely think so. I think last year he was was very good, and I still still think he has room to grow, especially especially with his decision-making. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but, like, when you're looking for improvement from a quarterback so good, like you can always, it'll be incremental uh, changes. However, I do think his decision making at some points can be uh, improved upon. He will sometimes, I don't, I'm not gonna say play timid, but he thinks through every throw almost to a, a fault. <laughs> so, like. 
you know, he doesn't want to make a like he doesn't want to make those throws that cost him a game. So if he can improve on that, I think he can become even better than what he is. He's already great, but I think he can become an elite quarterback at that point. And you know, this offense without Keenan Allen, that like, you could tell they missed him, but Mike yeah, for Williams, sure, Mike Williams stepped up. Um, they play. I feel like they outplayed the Chiefs on Thursday. the The pick was bad, but you know, it happens. It he tried to go to what Gerald Everett even after he just played two straight. He had two straight catches, and he was gassed. So. Yeah, I, I think that was just a miscommunication. It was a bad throw, but hey, it's it it happens. Um, I, I will say I don't think it's an overreaction at all. I think okay, I was just making sure. I was making sure that I wasn't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's reached his highest level yet. I still think there's things for him to improve on, which is and scary. I'm even, but yeah, it is scary, and he can become even better. And I will say this: the Chargers just don't have a run game, do they? No, it appears not. And it's not going to be sustainable, especially as we get further into ACC play, AFC play. Whoa. <laughs> um, now, let's let you know, the Chiefs, they, they, this was a good win for them defensively. They, you know, polished up on the mistakes that they made um, in the first half, and they got their shit together, which they tend to do. And this is not uh, a cess year for them, so they'll continue to no. assess their way to an undefeated record yeah. as of now. Xander, and I think that, oh, no, continue, continue. Our our guy, our, our who the hell is that award winner of last week? He's back, Andrew Horvath. Another touchdown, like he's he's great. Um, and Jalen Watson, who had the pick six, he may be a contender. Although there are some better names, but Jalen Watson, who I think was a seventh round draft pick, got the the game when essentially the game ceiling pick six. So. He could be on the watch list, but yeah, I, sure. I think there's I think there's better names down the road. Um, and now let's move on since the Sunday slate, which I think was most of these games were the entertaining as hell. I will say, mm-hmm. um, outside of a few, a lot of them, but this was a I think this was an upgrade over um, last week's um, NFL kickoff. But let's let's talk about the first game, Jets Browns. Nick Chubb has come out and said that. He knows that his touchdown cost them the win. No, no. There's Nick. I understand. Yes, you don't want to score too too fast, but nobody in their right mind thinks up when you're up 30, 30 to ten on the Jets with Wait, a minute 17. thirty to seventeen on the Jets with a minute ten to um to go that you're going to lose that game, right? Especially at home, and then all of a sudden. Garrett Wilson and Joe Flacco decided that they were the best of friends and Joe Flacco realized he's elite. He had four touchdowns in this game. They converted it on an outside kick, which if you had told me in the year 2022 that the Jets would convert an outside kick, I'd be like, why would we even call that? We know we're not getting that. They scored two touchdowns in 60 seconds. Um... Teams had won 2,229 consecutive games when up, when leading by at least 13 points in the final two minutes. <laughs> of course, of course, it was the Browns. 
<laughs> so, uh, Big Show had a great game, by the way. I, I, just, he, I will he have. Did, he did. Yeah. So, that's all. I, I, I don't know what to say. First off, I think if well, I'll say the the narrative for the Jets. Right. Well, I want to know your narrative. Um. I'm not going to say this team is great or Joe Flacco's a leader or anything like that. But I will say if Zach Wilson could come in, because it does seem as if Mike LaFleur is going really pass heavy um, these these past few games, right? I would love to see how just how dynamic this offense can be when Zach Wilson comes in there. Now, I'm not going to say – I'm not saying, oh, we're, they're going to win a bunch of games at all. I, I don't want that to be a thing. But it's going to be interesting to see the New York Jets ha- when they've been, what, bottom five in pass in offensive production in the last five years. It, it's going to be very interesting to see what this offense looks like when Zach Wilson comes back, especially because, you know, Braxton Barris hasn't really been involved. The run game really hasn't, you know, been exactly where it needs to be. But you're seeing players such as rookie Garrett Wilson, she showed flashes in the game um, against the Ravens, and he's definitely showed. Um, some fight here. Like it's gonna be very interesting to see what this offense looks like when Zach Wilson comes. So, is this narrative born from what you watched in this game? No, it's not born from what I watched in this game. It just seems as if I. I it seems as if Michael. And I, I'm not gonna say that's um to what to Joe Flacco strikes because I don't really think Joe Flacco is the type of guy you really want throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game at all. Mm-hmm. Nor do I want your quarterback, my quarterback, throwing it that much either. Anyway. I just want to, I'm just saying, like, I'm just going to be interested to see what this, not saying, like, oh, this offense is great or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to see what it looks like when Zach Wilson steps in. No, because, I, like we said, they have the, the O-line has not been terrible. Granted, with all the um, all the injuries and whatnot, O-line hasn't really been terrible. Joe Flacco was only sacked twice in this game, and he has the mobility of, you know, of a fridge. Um, so, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, like, it's going to be, this huge thing, but I, I just want to see what it looks like. If it if it's anywhere near what we see Joe Flacco do, like in terms of like offensive production, because whatever, I, I'm just gonna be. I'm very interested to see what happens. Okay, I was just gonna say that um, I, the Jets should just consider themselves lucky that the Browns don't know how to manage a clock. Yes, because I, I, I think yes. the Browns outplayed them. But no, they did. I, I, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I agree that um, it will be interesting to see if they keep this offensive game plan the same when Zach Wilson comes back. Are they going to have him throw up forty times a game? It's you're right. It's it's uh, something to keep an eye on. But I do want to say, Garrett Wilson, he really had an excellent game. He um, he's him. Right, he showed flashes last week. But this game, this game, he had like what twelve, fourteen targets, eight receptions, over a hundred yards, and two touchdowns, including the game winner. So he really, really showed why he was my favorite wide receiver coming out of this uh, draft, as yours, as he was yours as well. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think they should be lucky they won, but it's it's promising to see some guys like Priest Hall get involved, yeah, Harrison get involved. Corey Davis had a nice long touchdown. On a blown coverage, uh, hopefully that will continue when Zach Wilson comes back. I will say that the, this defense is not—they just can't get pressure. Um, no, no, they can't. Oh, and I, I, I hope that's not a trend that continues. 
Well, um, unfortunately, I, the like Jets don't. I still think their re- defensive rebuild is is still a, a work in progress because like likewise, who's their best defensive player? Um, John, John Franklin Myers. No, Quinton Williams is better than him. I don't think so. I think John Franklin Myers has proven himself more than Quinton Williams has. Okay. So good for John Franklin Myers. So like, I, that, that's not. I'm not. I love John Franklin Myers. But he shouldn't be your best defensive player. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. So the, I, th- I still think, well, the offense, you know, the offense is all these shiny toys. The defense is still a work in progress, which is why I didn't think the Jets were going to be, even with Zach Wilson, a a playoff team. Because I still yeah, no, think they do have another year to – do need another year to get the defense up to the offensive level. But that is a concerning thing, and you hope to – I, someone needs to do some step up. I think on the on the Brown side, I'll say this. I think personally, I think the Browns are going to be fine. Um, I think the the clock management was terrible. It was. It's, but, it's uncharacteristic of Stefanski to to do that. But um, Amari Cooper looks excellent in this. They really need to find who their their clear cut number two is though in the receiving game. I think that's something. That was very evident this game. Um, Nick Chubb, still very extremely efficient. Jacoby Brissett has been efficient as well, though. He hasn't been terrible. Um, so I, I will say they were just a few a, mir- a Jets miracle away from being 2-0, and and that's not mm-hmm. something that we would have expected the Browns to be, especially going into the season. Exactly. Jacoby, Jacoby this game um... – I wasn't able to catch the whole game, but I watched the end. He had this play where he r- rolled out. There was like four defenders on him, and he maneuvered the pocket like some of the best. And he like stepped up into like two guys were on his face, and he threw this the ball to I don't know. I think it was Harrison Bryant. Yeah, I was like. Well, I was not expecting that. That's like a type of play that Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen make. I wasn't expecting Jacoby Brissett to freaking maneuver the pocket like an elite quarterback and deliver a dime to Harrison Bryant for a first time. I, it was the, such a great moment. And, you know, Jacoby Brissett can have a few of those every week. I think, the, I think you're right. They'll be fine. But, yeah, so narrative for the Jets, what will the offense look like when Wilson comes in? And for the Browns, I, they'll be fine. Defense uh, to look at themselves in the mirror. The, sa- the secondary, I, you do not yeah. want Joe Flacco saying, "I think our safeties were playing; their safeties were playing pretty soft." Don't, don't, don't do that. Um, let's talk about this game um, in Detroit. So, a lot of people are, are online are very uh, like surprised that the Lions and their offense and their um, and just how entertaining they are to watch. And to them, I say. You must not have listened to the Sixers Sports Podcast because we've been saying this for the last six, seven months, that the Lions may be the most entertaining team to watch in 2022. Yeah. Uh, and that was before the hardwood um, thing. But first off, I will say this. The Lions' defense in the first half looked like the 85 Bears um, because they had Carson Wentz just shook. Um yeah. And they, they, I think they forced the safety in there. And then Jared Goff, first off, people were saying, you know, why didn't the Lions go for a QB this, this year or whatnot? 
the, the Lions don't need a QB. They need to see what they have in terms of right now, like right now. The Lions don't need a QB. They need to see what they have in terms of their offense, in terms of their defensive rebuild or whatnot. Um, Jared Goff was four touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown, though. That's the guy I really want to talk about. Amon Ross St. Brown going into his NFL draft, you know, got picked by the Lions. Logan and I said that he is somebody who can literally catch anything that is thrown his way. He's not the fastest receiver on the field, but his catch radius is one of, is up there with one of the best. I think when ranking our wide receivers, number one, Jamar Chase, number two, Devontae Smith, number three, Rashad Bateman, number four, Amon Ross St. Brown. No, no, I had Jalen Waddle. Okay. Oh, no, you do have Jalen. You had Jalen Waddle three. I had Rashad Bateman three. Um, and I think, but both of us were high. On, it, we were right on every single. All I know is that we we killed that. We killed <laughs> the receivers for that draft. Yeah. Um. So, here's here's the thing though. Is Amon Ross St. Brown? Because people are looking at people are looking at like you know the the fantasy numbers, which you know makes sense. That's what that's what people like to look at. Is he somebody that can be? a top receiver in the NFL. Is he a wide receiver one? Well, he's clearly the wide receiver one in Detroit. I think... I think he's proven that. He's had, like, what, eight or more receptions dating back to last season for, what, how many games is it now? Uh, Several. Several games, at least, like, I think he's capable. I mean, I thought DJ Chark would be more involved here, but you know, Amon Ross St. Brown is kind of the guy for Detroit's passing offense right now. And I think he'll continue to be even if Jamison Williams comes back this year. It's Amon Ra. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. All all of twelve targets. Like it's he's the he's the star of the show here. Um DeAndre Swift is uh continues to baffle me with <laughs> everything he does. Still getting out carried by Jamal Williams. But he's now become one of the most efficient running backs in the league for five carries for eleven and eleven point two yards. He only touched the ball what seven times? Yeah. And and had and a touchdown and almost almost a hundred almost a hundred all purpose yards. So like he continues to confuse me. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks. Three sacks. Team, so he is off to a good start. Yeah. Um, this I just am a big fan of this Lions team because I think they're going to be a tough out for every, anybody they play. Every, anyone who plays them, that's not going to be. They're scrappy and they will fight hard. Um, I don't know if I, – I don't think their defense is, is at a level that – it needs to be to be a legitimate contender uh, for the playoffs. Definitely not yet. But they are still laying the, the foundation here, and they have some stars. And so with with that, like I said, the my my narrative for the Lions is we told you this. This is going to be the – nobody wants to play this team. No. Um, the for, On the commander side – Carson Wentz still was pretty decent um, in today. What is going on with the run game? Do they just not want their running backs to run the ball? Well, it didn't. Hold on. 
they went down fairly early. They went down 22 nothing going into halftime, so I don't think they were really in a position to be running the football. It's anyway. true. Um, so that that that's um, <clears throat> that's understandable. This team is literally just has taken on the identity of Carson Wentz <laughs> and the fact that they are a roller coaster and will be a roller coaster all season. Yeah. And last and you know last game there were highs and there were lows in the Carson Wentz and just like, just like in this game. Um, and I think that will continue. That's going to continue the rest of the season with any team that Carson Wentz leads. There are going to be highs and there are going to be some low lows, but they they got behind early and just concealed the deal. I mean, you like to I like to see the receiving game. They have three legit weapons, but encouraging Jahan another and Jahan with another touchdown. another touchdown. Look at him. Even JD McKissick, like they have some. Legit weapons. Logan Thomas doing his in the passing his game, too. you know. Um, but you know, this team is is gonna go as far as Carson Wentz takes them, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bumpy ride. Think of any, think of the uh, the craziest roller coaster you've ever been on, and that would be not even close to what Carson Wentz is. And so, but yeah, the defense also had some ups and downs. Again, taking on the identity of Carson Wentz, the defense was again they they went down twenty two zip. The Jared Goff, like I'm sorry, Jared Goff <laughs> is whatever. Um, yeah. So no, I, I definitely, definitely is going to be a an up and down season for the Commanders. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. They have a, a big game next week, but we'll see what happens then. But we'll talk about that later. Um, let's talk about the next game. Speaking of roller coasters, let's talk about this game, the Saints Bucks game. Mm-hmm. Um, I incorrectly picked the Saints to win this game, but I don't. Think, as did I. As did I. I. I don't think at this point it was. It's not something that like, you know, we're we're. I'm, I'm not going to be faulted for picking the Saints to win this game, especially given the record that Tom Brady. This is Tom Brady's first win. Regular season win over the Saints. Um, no, but I was anticipating Jameis to take go a back to his Tampa days. crap on my my prediction. I will say this though, and this is my this is one of my first off again. The Saints line is actual like it, it's terrible. Um, what six times? Six times. They this is not. That's not okay. That's not sustainable, especially if you're com- you're talking about a, a your QB that was literally that had his leg snapped in two by Devin White um, last year because of like terrible um, protection. But we'll start. We're not even going to start on the Saints side here. Are the Buccaneers okay? I think they're just banged up. The receivers, you know. The off- you can't. You can't. The offense is banged up. The offense is really banged up right now. Donovan Smith yeah. is out. Uh, they lost. Their, they lost Ryan Jensen at the beginning of the season. Tristan Wirfs, I think, is was injured. Chris Godwin's out. Mike Evans is now suspended for a game. Yeah. Wait, yeah. was it Marshawn and Mike that were both suspended? They were both suspended. No, just Mike Marshawn. Okay. Fine, I believe, but this offense is very is very injured right now. Yeah, but their defense is still amazing. 
And yeah, then it showed it here. Won this game. I don't know. I I th- I think that the uh, I think that the Bucks will be okay. Likewise, because Mike Evans is only going to go for a game. Chris Godwin should come back soon. I think Donovan Smith will be back soon. So I don't think all is lost. No, I don't think anything's lost. It's still not, a pretender. They're certainly not the juggernaut they were when they were going into the season. And I I want to know what you think about this. Look. The Saint, uh, the Saints, Jameis had a very, I'm not, it's so weird to call this game uncharacteristic for Jameis, right? Um, but it didn't seem that in any point of his, um, his New Orleans career, we'd see him throw the ball 40 times. I will say that. Um, that is, that is very uncharacteristic for the defense. The run game didn't get going. Alvin Kamara was out. Um, one of the bright spots on the offense was, Chris Olave, but you would love to see more receptions for that high target chair. Michael Thomas. Another touchdown. Another touchdown for him. Um, and their defense actually did not play terribly up until their defense really didn't play terribly at all, actually. I will say that. Um a lot of it though a lot of the was the you know the pick six. Um you have to tell that put them up twenty to three. This was such a terrible game to watch. Like honestly, there was no, there wasn't. This was very uninspiring. It wasn't very fun. Both offenses looked, you know, lackluster. Neither run game got going, and neither pass game got going. But New Orleans still somehow had outgained them in yards, had more um, first downs, had the game had a higher possession than them. And you wonder if you know they didn't have literally five turnovers, what would have happened? Yeah, but. And I just think they were ineffective all day. If you look at the breakdown of their drives, they start out with the field goal. Yeah. Then they punted one, two, three, four, five straight times. Then they fumbled. Then there was a pick. Then there was another pick. Then there was another pick. So that's that's nine drives that ended with nothing. And then you get a touchdown. And then you fumble. And then you turn it over yeah. right down. So not very effective offensively. Jameis was really bad. I'm sorry. Like, at what point was enough? Take him out. Put Andy Dalton in. I'm sorry. Like I know, if Jameis's back is that bad, take him out. Because yesterday was bad. I know it was. I know it looks close, but yesterday he was really bad yesterday. So I I will say this though. Um. The Bucks also one of the things too that I, I I feel like is overlooked for both the Bucks and the Saints penalties. They they gave up a lot of yards and penalties. The Bucks had 101 yards given up on penalties. That's not okay. That's not good in any w- way, shape, or form. And it seems that they. I, I hope for the for the Saints. I will say this. The, my narrative coming out of this game is. You there needs to be a lot more done to protect your QB and conservative wins games for them. If they have to play conservatives to win the game, if the game if you think it's that bad in terms of um, how James is playing or his injury, you cannot. They, the last thing the Saints team can do, especially if they, it looks like they want to be competitive this year, the cap situation that they're going to be in soon says that they need to be competitive this year. You need to take the steps to protect your quarterback. I don't know what that means for them, but that means if if he's if his if his back was really that bad, 
why was he playing? You know? And then for the Buccaneers, oh, their offense just needs to needs to get back to where it was. You mm-hmm. can't go you can't um have go five of seventeen on first down. You can't be healthy though. That's yeah, they need to be healthy. That's the thing. Their offense is gonna get better when healthy, but as of now it's just not fun to watch. And the NFC South is really not fun to watch at all, actually. It's, it's I can't even talk about the just this this these two teams, but this was one of actually a, a this was a forgettable game. Uh, this is one of like three straight forgettable games that we're going to talk about right now. And let's stay in the a- a- NFC South and let's talk about probably the you talk you called um you called the Jets Browns tank bowl. This is tank bowl <laughs> for sure. The Panthers Giants. Um, Thankful the Giants are two and zero. I think anyway. <laughs> so Logan, what? What? No, I don't know what this 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 Giants team is very interesting to me because. When you look at their their record, two and zero, get it got over a Panthers team that sucks, got over a Titans team that, frankly, as of now, just doesn't doesn't. Wow. Yeah, but they don't. They're not on the side of good. You go with, uh, in my opinion, uh, a quarterback that is still trash. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is good. I don't know if this maximization that you thought Brian Dable would get from him, it's not happening yet. Well, he's maximizing the Giants, but. But well, well, I, I don't know how. I don't know how, and it's not for Daniel Jones. It's not for Daniel Jones, and it's not for the wide the wide receivers that they they drafted or paid, yeah. buddy. This wide receiver room is so confusing. Richie James, <laughs> Kenny Galladay did not play a snap. Week one, Kadarius Tony, I don't think played the snap. So I'm Dan, not Daniel Jones. Brian Dabble has has um. Clearly shown that he can elevate a team that doesn't really have the talent um, of other teams in this league and can make them competitive. That's why I liked him. That's why the, I like the hire. It was my favorite hire. Yeah. But Daniel Jones is still not the answer. This this wide receiver room is a mess. I, I This 2-0, and is, is it's great. I'm very happy for any Giants fans out there. But it's not a – that's not going to – be consistent. That's not. They're not going to squeak by bad teams. They're not. And, and they think- every, their schedule is easy, but they're not going to squeak by bad teams every week. So this two and zero to me is is not fraudulent two and zero because it's a win, but it's a shaky two and zero. And if the Giants finish below five hundred, I will not be surprised. However, I think that there are things to be happy about, especially with Brian Dabble here. They are headed in the right direction with yeah. him, I believe. That might be an overreaction, but I, I agree. I, I agree with I though. I truly think that he will be able to. Will him and Joe Shane are going to build something good here? Daniel Jones is not the answer there. That's fine. This isn't a year. This is a year for them to figure out who is the answer and what players are the answer. And yeah, I'm gonna when compared to a team like the Panthers, who I think have more talent. Than the Giants on paper should be winning this game, but the drastic difference in the coach and and how they approach the game <laughs> is why the P- 
Panthers suck. Matt Rule is he's just not it, and I would not be surprised. He should be the front runner to get fired first this season. He was not last year. Like it, it, it's so it's it, it actually it's, sucks. It's baffling how poorly coached this team is, and because they like they're better than talent wise, they're better than the Giants, but. When you're a better coach, I don't. Sometimes that doesn't matter, and this is a clear display of how bad of a coach Matt Rule is because so the Giants are not as good as the Panthers on paper. I will say so. The narrative for both teams for here for me, for the Giants, uh, Dable, yes, Jones question mark. No, um, it's an X. Um, for the Panthers. Fire yeah. Matt Rule. Just fire him. Fire him now. There's so many people. This is what, year three of Matt Rule, I believe? It is year three. And the scapegoats that have already come and, come and go for this Panthers franchise. Um, and Matt Rule's still there. It makes no sense. And it, this, this team has talent. Like McCaffrey, It has a lot of talent. DJ Moore is good. Robbie Anderson is there. Uh, in the defense, you have Chin, Brian Burns. You got um, J.C. Horn. Matt Ioannidis has been good throughout his career. You got uh, Frankie Lavu, who is surprisingly very good. Um, Don't be surprised. Dante Jackson, like you, there's talent here. There's a lot of talent. There's way more talent on this defense. Than, not way more, but there's talent compared to the Giants. Like you should be winning this game. It's on paper, but you're on paper, not, but you are, are not a good attitude on the sideline. Is just and Baker crazy. didn't look good again either. Um, so when are the when are the Panthers going to fire Matt Rule? I think Some, something's got to give, to be honest. And I, I feel like their general manager should go as well. Um, and let's talk about something's got something's got to give. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. This was a mid-off. Yeah, I, I <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones and Mitchell Trubisky had essentially the same stat line outside of the yardage, right? Um, this Pittsburgh offense was quite frankly uninspiring. Um, it 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 just seems as if like. It's it and you were you were telling me you were showing me everything from this past um this past week. No, I was I, trying to. As I was I was, I was trying, trying to protect you from saying something dumb. Well, first off, I don't believe it's the line. I literally just said that's a mess with you. Um, okay, it's what believe what you want to believe. Mr. Trubisky, I don't want to put all the blame on him. You can put majority of the blame on him. I will, because it does this when you talk about talent. That receiving core, we we shit it, we shit, we shot shot on it for um a a lot um going into the season, but this receiving core is essentially better than the the New England receiving core when you look at the potential where you have three guys who essentially could be number one receivers. Um, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, who is a clear number one receiver, and then Pickens, and then you have Firemuth, who's who's a pretty good tight end, you know. The run game just never got going. And it, it seems as if Pittsburgh, you know, right now, your defense is re- is reeling from certain injuries. This is a game where, first off, Mac Jones wasn't really that good either. He's also having a very down year. 
Nelson Aguilar, great game by him, by the way. Great game by him and Jacoby Myers. This was both teams just had uninspiring offenses, but Pittsburgh should have won this game. Um, yeah. I don't even think it's about the 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 Patriots of this game. It, it's the it's the Steelers who I don't know if they have an identity on offense. And they don't. Uh, the Patriots are lucky they played an offense that's less effective than theirs. That's the only reason they won this game. Um, because the Steelers' offense is just so uninspiring. Matt Canada is is just terrible. His He's, concepts are bad. He runs like a college level offense, and the play calling is terrible. Yeah. Mitch literally came out and said that he doesn't audible. They haven't figured out how to audible yet. Like you are a six-year <laughs> player. You are an MVP. You should know how to freaking audible, and you should have worked that out. Um, you're not getting anyone involved. Pickens has like come out and said that he was open ninety percent of the time. I'm I, hundred percent believe that. Claypool, what what has he done? Deontay Johnson has bailed Mitch out of countless situations with his excellent catches. This offensive line is not bad. They have graded out pretty well so far. It's just Mitch does not read the field well. There's so many times during this game he checked down to whoever was available and missed wide open throws. He's not good at reading the field. Najee Harris. (laughs) I don't... He's also can't read the field. His vision, I'm starting to question it a lot because... His yards per carry, maybe because he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know what holes to run through, and that's unfortunate to realize. Because I I was very excited for Najee when he arrived at the Steelers, but I place the blame for this offense being so inept on one Mitch Trubisky because he is no good. He I, Buffalo did nothing to help him. He can't read the field. He makes safe plays, which a check down on third and ten is not a safe play. And Matt Canada is the next person. I think they're equally the blame is equal among both of them because the quarterback can be bad, but if he has good play calls, maybe that you know you can have some some bits of excitement. But no, this offense is terrible. It's it's a college level offense. No one in their right mind would hire Matt Canada if. if he was available today. Yeah. There are literally like stores in Pittsburgh that are like offering people alcohol because of Matt Canada. Like he is that bad. And I don't know if they're going to do it because this is Pittsburgh. They don't do anything. They don't really do that. Like react, but he should be fired. And if Mitch looks this bad again against the Browns, I think they should give Kenny Pickett. The the reins and they, they should because you have nine week nine days of rest going going into the Jets game I believe at home. What you're gonna do this all season? Because the defense, I'm sorry, but the defense is good. But TJ Watt's injury was felt immensely. Well, that's the they didn't record a single exactly. So, after getting seven the first, week. the defense is struggling without TJ Watt. So, 
they are a five point. They are the Browns are a five point favorite when they play on Thursday. With Jacoby Brissett at quarterback for the Browns, if, the, if the, I think they'll lose that game, that's spoiler for my pick, but I think they'll lose that game. And if they do, I think they need to fire Matt Canada, and I think they need to replace Mitch. You cannot go through this entire season with Mitch at quarterback. Yeah. So with that my insane by Tom. So with my um my. Saying my narrative is going into this game, I will say, for the Steelers, what is your offense? Get it together. And for the Patriots, maybe Joe Judge and Matt Patricia is the worst thing to happen to Mac Jones is the belt. Yeah. So let's move on to you want to talk about oh and Gunnar Olszewski, the freaking in his revenge game. Maybe it wasn't so much a revenge game, but a double agent game for him because he muffed a punt and. Give the Patriots the ball back, so he sucks too. Sorry, continue. Let's talk about another uninspiring offense, not named the Steelers or the Patriots, and hey, maybe the things. the Colts just they're, love they're right up there. The, the Colts just love to just take fans and just you know hurt them. Was whether it be last week, you know. Go, being down against the Texans only to come back and lose um, not and lose all momentum and finish in a tie. And then going against Jacksonville and making Jacksonville realize that they own the state of Indiana with, uh, I think, this is the eighth home win in a row against the Colts from the, by the Jets. By shutting them out. Yeah. Remember last year when the Colts almost made the playoffs and then they went into Jacksonville and then ended up getting shut out? Or I think they were just embarrassed readily. They let that happen again. I thought this would be the revenge game. Um, But no. Matt Ryan looks like he never touched a football in his life. Throwing three interceptions and having a a QB rating of 6.2. Jonathan Taylor... Looked like he's only ran the ball once um, and had nine carries for 54 yards. This Actually, that, those 54 yards were all the only rushing yards that this team actually had because some other guy named Doolin had three, but I don't know who Jackson is, had negative three, so it canceled out. Um, and speaking of that Doolin guy, he was the only – he led the team in receiving yards. Where the hell was Michael Pittman? Was he hurt? Michael Pittman was not playing. He was out. Okay. So this is what happens to the Colts offense when we said this. They're your receivers, outside of Michael Pittman, who do you have? This guy named, what, what is this man? I don't want to continue. Ashton, Ashton, Doolin. Ashton Doolin. I know who he is. Who this went is to cool. Malone. Dang. The defense didn't see them either. No sacks. They had seven tackles for loss, I will say. But no sacks. No pressure at all. The O-line decided to let anybody in um, because Matt Ryan was sacked five times, and they also lied five tackles for loss. Andre Cisco got an interception. I will have to say that. Look at him. Look at him be great. Is that Devin Lloyd? Yeah. What what a guy. Um, Either way, on the Jacksonville side, Trevor Lawrence looked phenomenal. Um, James Robinson continues to Defy expectations. And Christian Kirk continues to be 
I'm not even going to call him a volume merchant in this game because he had six targets, six and six receptions, and two touchdowns. So good. Does this with this game say more about Indianapolis or Jackson? Can't ask me that question because it's both. <laughs> um, the Colts. I uh, this is just a game between two teams. I feel I fear I may have been wrong on the Colts. I may have been too high on they. Matt Ryan looks washed. Like I, I thought him coming from Atlanta, you know, I didn't his arm's not there anymore, but I thought at least his decision making, his processing, his accuracy in the short to intermediate passing game would be somewhat um above average, but it is not. He looked awful. Michael Pittman's absence highlighted this team's glaring weakness of no other wide receiver being None. A factor. Where was Alec Pierce? I, he has decided not to be involved. Paris Campbell has decided to not be involved. Jonathan Taylor has not really done anything. The left tackle has been awful for them. And that was a big question going into the season. So the Colts just, I feel like we were a little, maybe just me. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't think but I was. You thought that. they would be a playoff team, or at least in that. In well, because that. they play in the AFC South, and we do. And- like we said, the Titans were going to regress this year. I, I so. feel like they are not good. And I, the Jaguars could be the no, – this isn't saying much. They could be the best team in this division right now, <laughs> which isn't saying much. And then let's go to the Jaguars, who I think I may have been wrong on as well. Um, Not Trevor Lawrence. You know I was high on Trevor Yeah, Lawrence. exactly. I this, this is not no surprise to me. He played excellent. James Robinson – continues to, to defy the injury gods with his performance. Christian Kirk may not be a volume merchant. He might be a legit wide receiver, and I was wrong about that, I think. He was extremely efficient in this I game. I think most people were wrong. Everyone that clowned this move, because mostly everyone did, let's not just act like it was me, that, he, that might be a good signing. <laughs> Zay Jones, who he clowned, I never, I will never clown Zay Jones. He was effective last week when against Washington. Um, Evan Ingram was effective in this game. He had seven catches. Uh, Trayvon Walker, who I said, why would they draft Trayvon Walker? Um, last week he was more, he had more stats, but he's still playing well. Josh Allen still. Josh Allen this. had two sacks. Um, I think this Jags team. Could could be the best team in the AFC South. Again, not game. saying much, but you but know, the AFC South is Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence can continue to play this well, and the defense can shut more opponents out or hold more opponents to what they held the Colts to, they could win the division. But I was wrong. I was wrong about them. They've been very, they've been very surprising to me. A lot of the players that I was not high on have looked good. Uh, so good on the Jaguars. The Colts are such a interesting team. I, I, don't, I, I legit thought Matt Ryan would be better than this. Speaking of we thought who we thought would be better than this, and you know, it, this is the game of narratives. You want to talk about narrative game? Mm-hmm. It's this one. Oh, by the way, my narrative for both the Colts. Maybe Matt. We thought Matt Ryan would be better. It's it's the AFC South, but the Jags look good. Let's talk about that. You want to talk about narratives, Logan? Do you know who this win was big for? This wasn't Tua. big. No, it wasn't even 
big for Tua. It wasn't big for Tua. It wasn't big for the Lamar haters. It wasn't even big for the Dolphins. This was a huge win for the Tua supporters. And I need I need the Tua supporters to enjoy this. Enjoy this morsel of um of victory for this. Just just enjoy it okay. because I truly truly am happy that your quarterback eclipsed the record that is held by Matt Flynn and Nick Foles. You know, not eclipsed, matched. My fault. He my fault. Match. He he was one short. How didn't he have six? They had seven. Oh, my fault. My fault. My fault. This might have been Tua's best game in his career. It is his best game. But I will say this. I don't think I think it is his best game. It, yeah, it definitely is. He passed for almost 500 yards, six touchdowns. Pretty good. Gosh, it is good. It must be good to have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. You know, I'm not going to... First off, let me start this. Let me preface everything I'm about to say by saying I love to hate on Tua. Not because it's just a fun thing to do, but it's just because, because like, I think he's... Short. No, it's not because he's short either. It's because I think he's an inept pastor, and I don't know if he's going... If he has the, you know, quote-unquote arms, like the quote-unquote you know, talent and vision to really be a leader and and lead an offense to the Super Bowl. I do not think he can lead the team to the Super Bowl. Right? I'm not going to hate on this. This is a huge performance for him. This is great. And I'm very happy for him. And I'm not taking anything away from this. That being said, I don't want Dolphins fans to think that this is something that is going to be replicated a lot. This is not... not. The offense is very dynamic. Why not? Why can't he replicate this? Whoa, what the hell are you about no, to I'm coming in here with the two of def- the defense shield. Cause you I, literally threw no, two. No, no, no. Because no. he didn't have bad. The two interceptions were bad. The Tyreek Hill touchdown was an underthrow. However, why isn't this rep- Why I can't he replicate this again? Because, because A, that Baltimore pass defense was some of the softest shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't want this to be... This was a shootout. Tua can... I think Tua can win shootouts. I think Tua... The, the offense... This is not the same offense that we saw yet last week. What changed is a question. What changed is a lot that... Of changed. Huh? A lot of things changed. Yeah. A lot of things did change. They got... First off, they just completely abandoned the run. Um, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill had 22 targets combined. Oh, no, 32 targets combined. Um, and had over 300 combined yards, I think. I think, yeah. Um, and 22 receptions to both of them. And I th- I legitimately think that Baltimore's defense collapsed. They, it, you know, I don't even think that's what happened. That is what happened, yes. So the, the defense, because a lot of this, I, I don't want people to say, like, this was not the case for three quarters. It wasn't. Are you done? Yeah, I'm. I'm done. I'm done with a. I'm not hating on Tua. I'm not. I don't. I feel, I feel like you kind of are. Let's let's speak about Tua, and let's speak about this Dolphins team because I have something. I have things to say about if this. Yeah. Because I do have good. I do have good things to say, to say about the Dolphins. Tua did have. Let's. We gotta address everything. Tua did have. Some bad. Those two picks were bad. 
Yeah. Again, that Tyreek Hill touchdown, the second one, no, the first one, that was an underthrow. I'm sorry. It was an underthrow. The second one was a busted coverage. He still made the throw, but it was a busted coverage. However, everything other than that, Tua in the second half of this game was flawless. Yes. Every throw was fantastic. Both All three of his red zone touchdowns were some of the best passes I've seen him make. So, and that's his biggest strength is his his accuracy. Yeah. And he, this second half was an excellent, an excellent game from him. An excellent half for him. Now, to go to your point, is this a sustainable way, or is this going to enjoy this Dolphins fan? It's not happening again. I don't, I agree, I disagree with you. Whoa. Because this offense has been designed to amplify to his strengths. Okay. He has Tyreek Hill that is very true. and Jalen Waddle, two of the fastest receivers in the league, with the ball, without the ball, they can get you yards after the catch. That is that's going to be huge. That's huge. Those intermediate throws, those short throws, they for the yak. That is a big part of this offense, and both of them will have a big impact. And Mike McDaniel is just so creative offensively that he just uses these two players in such a unique way that this offense, while Tua isn't, he does, he's not, he doesn't have the strongest arm. We know this. Um, I think my- they, this offense is designed to make him the best, put him in the position to win the best he can. And I think that they will be able to do that multiple times this year with this offense they've constructed. I think most of my, my problems with this game and this whatnot and the narrative that it comes with it is that people are now pe- – a lot of people, box score scouts or whatnot, are looking at this and saying, Tua isn't the, ha- doesn't have any problems. People right. are, uh, people, my, I do believe, like, even with the Mike McDonough hire, I think I, I was really high on it, especially considering you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill there. And we knew that it was going to be there. But I, I do think that my problem with what – I've seen the media and certain pundits saying all the internet saying is Tua is a good Tua is like uh, someone who has a, a good arm or something like that or whatnot. You, you like you said this offense is designed to amplify his his um, strength, his, his, ag- his accuracy. Yeah, and, but there will be times where his weaknesses will be exploited. Like if someone's if they if you're playing a pass game that is. That play with good, you think with against good linebackers. Yeah, but who's or, stopping both Tyreek Hill and Jalen? You can't, you can't stop both. They're the, both so fast. So you're, you're right. You better have saying, some hella good linebackers to stop both. That, but I'm saying when you're playing te- certain teams that you know have that blanket coverage or whatnot, um, you're going. There's gonna you're gonna see. You don't want to ever put two, and that's one of the things too that I think was good about this game is that he didn't unravel after the first half. Because we we can't forget that that first half did happen. The, he did, did not look good. It did happen, yes. Um, what I think going into this game, what I thought this was going to be a huge game for the Ravens because of what the narrative after the loss to the Dolphins was last year. For uh, people said that they figured out that was the they figured out Lamar Jackson game, right? Um, huh. 
Yeah, even though like the entire Ravens team was injured, but right, even though it was injured, you're moving on to the Ravens. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, about Tua. You're right. The Dolphins fans are gonna be like, "Oh, see, see, look, Tua, he's he's good." Ah, congrats. I'm. I will give Tua this performance. I'm. This is what I want to see from him. However, he still needs to prove that he can do this consistently. Like, you're still not taking Tua over some of the other quarterbacks. In no. The, even after this performance. If he can do this consistently, I'm very optimistic about him. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. And also, I was watching a video on Twitter of Tua's throw reversed. As a yeah, I saw that. I don't know why. And maybe... <laughs> It's just so shocking how much I enjoy his throw better when it's right, when he throws righty, when it's, it's reversed. It sucks it, that because we're just not used to lefties. But he his throws don't look as bad. So I I just have to say that I just think it's so, so funny how like when you reverse it, it looks so much better. Yeah. But Tua had a great game. I I thought he played. It is it was the best game of his career. Yeah, I would like to see him do this on a more consistent basis before I say Tua is the answer. And yeah. I think that's a fair thing to say. It's a very fair thing to say. I th- I agree with you. But moving on to the moving on to the um the Ravens. Like I said last year, this was the this was the the game that they had the Thursday night football game was that they figured out Lamar Jackson where they blitzed the few but put everyone into coverage. They're like. Lamar Jackson can't throw. Lamar Jackson does. Going into this year, we all knew what. I, I still think Lamar Jackson can win MVP um, this year because that it's it's actually crazy the numbers that he's putting up. He might actually have a better year. He's on pace to have a better year than he did his MVP year. Lamar Jackson has been excellent. He was excellent in this game. He was. Um, twenty-one of twenty-nine, three hundred three hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns. Plus, on the ground, nine carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, nice amazing 79-yard run. But every single – the Rashad Bateman bomb. Um, you had the he the drive that led to the Mark Andrews one. There's a Marcus Robinson pass. The Ravens are going into a situation where Lamar Jackson, I think, knows what he's worth. Lamar Jackson wants – after the after the Marquise Brown trade, people thought he was going to get worse. I think he got better. Um, he's showing what he could do, and obviously this. And remember, this Ravens team is still banged up. Yeah. What happened defensively in this game? Because a lot of people will look at this game and be like, "Oh, Lamar Jackson can get it done." No. When you when you when I put my team up thirty five to fourteen, you do not. I am sorry. I'm sorry if a few drives ended in a punt in the fourth quarter. The defensive collapse that happened in this game was flat out unacceptable. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, why would I look at this team and say, you know, this is a, I want to come back here next year or I want to play on the franchise tag or something? Um, I'm not, and that's an overreaction. It is, it I, but is. I will say that this this loss was really like really bad. Um, for the, I, I do believe this loss was bad. I think the Ravens are going to be fine. They're probably going to be 
top three seed in the AFC, whatever. I, I do think this loss was really bad, but I think Lamar Jackson won. Um, but you want to see this 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 Ravens defense. First off, Marcus Williams, two interceptions, good on you. Um, was they they did not really get any pressures. The pass defense was soft as it was. It seems like it was last year, just like it was with. And this pass defense was soft with the their starters still in. So it's like. I want to see more. I, I defensively, this was bad. I think Lamar Jackson won, but the Ravens lost. For the for that's the narrative for the Ravens and for the Dolphins. This is what it can be. Let's see it happen. I think the the defense just has to look at themselves in the mirror and say, "What? How can we be better?" Um, the secondary. I think we'll become better. Uh, let's, yeah. let's remember that um, Marcus Peters, is, was this was his first game playing coming off of injury. Marlon Humphrey is still working his way back from injury. So that will become that will surely become better as the season goes on. The pass rush does need to be addressed. Odafe Owe has really been a non-factor so far this season. That's not good because he's your best or highest potential pass rusher. Everyone else is old. Well, that's the Justin thing. Houston should not be getting your only sack of the game. I'm pretty sure he. Marcus Williams is excellent. He's a top tier safety. He's very, very good. Um, and Lamar Jackson was excellent. He put you in a position to win, and the defense blew it. But hey, it's a bad loss. I think they'll be fine if they can develop some sort of pass rush. Yeah. Uh, but. I do agree. I do agree. I think they'll be fine. This is still a, a, a top team in the AFC. I just, I, I, they do this. This was a collapse. This was a defensive collapse. Yeah, and they need to. This, this is Lamar. This is not Lamar. No. I, Lamar has been like this year passing wise. He's been excellent. I think. He, I think right now he's five hundred something yards, six touchdowns, and an interception. This is this is a great. And, and Rashad Bateman, by the way. Good on him. He's been great. We have a before I move on. We have a contender for who that was. Um, Please River, let me know. River Craft. I don't know who that is, Logan. I do not either. But this is going to be tough because there's a couple other names I don't know. So we're going <laughs> to put him in the. We're going to write him down as I drop my phone on my desk. We're going to write him. That was. I was like, what the heck is that? Is this, is we're going yeah, to write River's name down, and he he'll be. A, we'll come back to this later, and we'll vote on this, but. He's a front runner for sure. Yes. Let's talk about the Rams Falcons game. Um, the Rams had to bet off some steam, um, and they almost gave up. This defense is that. Like, let me talk about it. Let's actually talk about it. Not even deep. No, we. Ha- I have words. I have words for this Rams team. I have so many words. Okay. Matthew. What the hell? Matthew, what the actual hell is wrong? Um, first off, the Falcons almost, you know, reversed the prophecy and um, came back from 28-3 themselves. Uh, and I think if they do that, that would have stopped that, that would have stopped all the pain in Atlanta. But no, um, Cooper Cup continues to be the number one target 
with Tyler Higby. Yeah, for some um, reason, people don't want to guard him. Uh, it's it's um especially with Tyler Higby. I saw um a meme prior to the game saying that Allen Robinson is wearing white sleeves on his arms so that Matt Stafford maybe will throw to him. Allen Robinson was thrown to. Yeah, five. He had a touchdown actually in this game. Here's the uh, thing. Um, Allen Robinson is their man. Yeah, the guy they use when they play against man coverage, and against the Bills, do you know how many snaps of man coverage they played? How much? Literally, ne- next to none. Jeez, they played almost exclusively zone coverage, and Cooper Cup is their zone coverage guy. So, I that makes more sense to why I yeah you would like to see Allen Robinson get more looks, but that makes more sense why he didn't get looks. Here, the Falcons played more man. Allen Robinson didn't get looks. He got his first touchdown as a Ram. So I don't think Matthew Stafford's racist. I don't think he is either. Number thing. However, Cooper Cup continues to just nobody like guys, this please. Guard him. Um someone like I guess they just don't I guess they think he's bad or something. On the Falcons and Owen two Jake Lennis looks great. Jonathan Pitts wants Logan to cry. Arthur, no, Arthur Smith wants me to cry because he's like, ooh, this isn't fantasy. I don't care if it's, I don't care about fantasy. He's your best player on ooh, offense. Why you say that? Yeah, he's like, this isn't fantasy football. Like, I don't care if he's, this isn't fantasy football. He's your best offensive weapon, and he's had three targets. Yeah. He should be utilized more. He's one of the best tight end prospects in the past couple of years, and you're doing nothing with him except for putting him as a blocker. That is Mr. Maximizer Arthur Smith is not acceptable. Hey, 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 hey. No, that's... Hey, hey, Drake London, though, it has been doing well, and I think I may have underestimated just how good his route running and separation ability were. Um... I thought maybe he'd be too slow. This is what, but we said his his. I know, but like I thought his his lack of speed, like a lack of breakaway speed, would be a problem. But it's not. Like I, I knew he was a good round runner. I knew he was good at separating. I just thought that his lack of speed would be a bigger impact, and clearly it's not. So good for them. Just use Kyle Pittsmore. Just use Kyle Pittsmore. He, he, like, why? <laughs> Rams, Stafford. Get your yes. crap together. Stafford. Jalen Ramsey called game, though. He did. That was, I think yeah. he literally said after, he's like, I'm him. Why do they keep category? I'm him. He is him. And he really, he is still the best cornerback. Who, who is proven that they can take his place? Not AJ Terrell. He didn't really have that good of a game this game. No, he didn't have a good game last week either. He let two Michael Thomas score both of his touchdowns on AJ Terrell. Uh, so yeah, for the for the Falcons, they'll Marcus Mariota. Geez, he, well, Marcus Mariota was never the answer. I, no, I no, of course not. It just you know. So um, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter plays. We'll see. And then, so then for them, it's like, geez, this, just get Kyle Pittsburgh involved. And for the Rams, Matthew, get your shit together, please. Yes, he does. Me too. Let's move on to this game, the Seahawks-Niners. The Seahawks, 
I don't know if they thought they were legitimately a good team. Right? Because they weren't. They won their Super Bowl last week. And they fell down to earth because they're... DJ they realize Bell. that they don't have a lot of talent on this roster, especially on the defense. And they're they just, don't. They're just very ineffective on offense. Geno Smith looks like the quarterback that we thought Geno Smith was. The run game was... <laughs> the run game was not there. Um, Tyler Lockett was there, though. Um, I will say this. Oh, hope for a speedy recovery for Trey Lance. Um, that, I'm so upset about that. It, it's... It's um hindsight is twenty twenty, but geez. What a I, I think especially how crazy the QB the QB um market was this off season, I think going into the tra- training camp we were like, Why hasn't Jimmy Garoppolo been traded yet? Um and then it comes out There's that they were no for him to go. There was nowhere for him to go, you're right. They work and then they work out a new contract with him which which shocked everyone even more. Um and it's kind of like a you never see a QB, especially one that you know start had a, such a long time starting in the um, in the NFL. You know, really settle into the backup role, and he really did settle into that backup role. And not that I say it's a payoff, but the Niners are now in a way better situation. They're working out QBs now, probably to be a to be the backup, but they're in a way better situation now than they would have been had they traded him. This is obviously. Yeah, yeah. This is the best case scenario. Um, granted, it's kind of hard to say best case scenario when you lose your starter, starting QB for the season. But I will say this: the Niners are in a better position than the Cowboys are. You know, like Jimmy G, and we'll talk about the Cowboys next. But Jimmy G knows the playbook. He knows he has chemistry. He, I think that's also a, a huge thing that's um, understated. He has chemistry with the rest of the team and you know we'll see what happens he has chemistry with Brandon Ayuk um ah so it is revealed it is revealed um so I don't think the Niners I think the Niners are fine no I and I think because it's Jimmy Garoppolo I think we know what the Niners are and will be the rest of the season yeah I think we obviously Trey Lance there was a question mark with how good they. I think their ceiling was higher, but it was a question mark if they could reach that ceiling. Now we know what the Niners are with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that ceiling is low. They're good enough. Um, this defense is so good; it's excellent. <laughs> um, so it's just a really good defense with some really good playmakers and a quarterback who is fine. Yeah, and that's what they were last year, and I think. Well, that last year they made the NFC Championship game. So, well, this is the thing they people it's forget. A good team, it's a good team, and I think now you kind of know a little bit better what they're gonna be. Yeah, especially sure. after the Bears game, I think people were a lot more confused as to what. I'm upset that Trey Lance will not be able to play this season. It, yeah. it makes me angry because you know people are just gonna be like, "Oh, have Jimmy Garoppolo stay the quarterback," and not like no. I think I think even Jimmy Garoppolo knows that it's time. Yeah, but now Trey Lance is is in. He'll be going into year three next year, and you haven't you've seen what four actual games from him. So hey. it's 
it's it's unlucky and I hate it for Trey Lance. But. I think and people I think for the for the Niners, people always forget they didn't know what the Niners would be this year. Me and you were always high on the this Niners team. Um people forget that this is a team that was one overthrow away from making their second second Super Bowl in three years. Um this defense is really good. Uh I don't know who is this Ross Dwelly? who is this guy? Oh, Ross Dwelly. I know Ross Dwelly. Yeah. yeah. But do you know who Michael Jackson is? The, the hip hop superstar? No. No, no, I don't know who Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson is. the Seahawks corner, I think, who blocked a field goal and returned it for a touchdown. Wow. Who the hell is that? Well, he will put him on the list because River Craft has a cool name in my opinion. River- Michael Jackson's a pretty cool name to have. It's a, it's a smooth name, but River is just... Who is that? That's what I said when I saw it. But yeah, but the, the Niners are in a way better position. So for the for the Niners narrative, they'll be fine. They're, we know what they are. And for the Seahawks, what did you expect? Um, let's move on to a team that, you know, won also despite their QB... Um, their QB... They're starting QB not being in the game. It's Cowboys Bengals. First off, this <laughs> anyway, uh, Cooper Rush came in. I'm not gonna say Cooper Rush was the best QB on the field in this game, but Cooper Rush was the best QB on the field. That's uh, I'm um, not gonna say it. I'm, I'm actually, that's that's OG. Actually extremely disrespectful. <laughs> um, Rush is, is was was fine. He, he was, was fine. fine. Again, he's not really someone. He's not the backup that you want. Or need um, Noah well, Brown. Offense is still a question mark as Very. long as he is in a quarterback. Um, the offense was again not really. Noah anything. Brown was the leading receiver. Who even Jerry Jones didn't know. I think he called him Cedric Wilson by accident. <laughs> so. um, Ezekiel Elliott is still trash. Tony Pollard, look at you! Wow, he, what? what? Yeah, also, yeah, also, is he a? Is, is is Tony Pollard the real receiving back in Dallas? Well, Zeke was never a receiving back, so this shouldn't be a surprise to you. For the, da- for the Dallas's defense, the star of this show is Dallas. Yeah, they're the star of the show. Um, they had uh, six backs on this porous offensive line for the Bengals. Well, half of that was... Um, Michael Parsons is literally just um, a machine. <laughs> I th- he just broke another record for the mo- the fastest player to get so many sacks. So, Dorrance Armstrong had two sacks as well, and he was a guy that I predicted a breakout player for the Cowboys. Yeah, he did. That that is nice to see. Look at those agendas. <laughs> but um, the Cowboys defense played extremely well in this game, and I think well, they were the reason they got this win. Because the offense is going to be a question mark as long as Cooper Rush is there. But if they can play this well, and you look at their schedule, um, they have the the Giants next week, and they have the Commanders. If their defense can play this way every week until Dak gets back, they have a fighting, they have a fighting chance to win every week. And maybe their season isn't as sunk as we thought. Obviously, there's still some deficiencies. There's a lot of deficiencies but, on both sides regarding. Yeah. It's much more. It was much more um, optimistic coming out of this game with the def- how well the defense played. 
Speaking about it, any defenses that didn't play well, or any team that didn't play well at all, and the Bengals, yeah. what the hell, man? Um, Super Bowl hangover, real? I don't even know if it's Super Bowl hangover because the problems that they had going into the Super Bowl in the off in the off season, the playoffs, the Super Bowl off season, and now are still the problems that they have now. Their O line is not good. Like this is actually, I saw someone said that say that oh um, maybe the. Joe Burrow is just as responsible for the sacks as his O-line is. That is kind of stupid to say. Uh, um, this, this offense is not getting anything done. You can't just expect your QB to throw the ball up, a jump ball up to Jamar Chase every single time, um, and that be a sustainable win, win model, especially if your O-line is forced as that. Six sacks? Do they not realize what seven sacks last week? Yeah. Do they not realize what what got Joe Burrow hurt his rookie year? The poorest offensive line. What caused you the, them to not win a Super Bowl that that last year? Their poorest offensive line. We are going to year three of the Joe Burrow experience, and the O line is still bad. Granted, they got this is the Lyle Collins revenge game. I don't. I, I don't know, if, but the thing is, that part is, I'm I'm blaming the offensive line right now. That's not even the biggest problem. It's not even the biggest problem. The biggest problem I, is standing on the sideline yeah. and just got a fat new extension. I think that the offensive line with time will become better. There's three new pieces on that offensive line. They, yeah. It's going to take some time. I do think they'll get better. They're... Biggest problem, well, their second biggest problem is that the defense has regressed from what it was last year. Last year, it was they were forcing a lot of turnovers, they were getting a lot of sacks. But they didn't really. Things that aren't necessarily replicable because their pass rush win rate wasn't very high, and turnovers are, are never uh, a stat that you can replicate. So their defense has regressed from what it was last year. And the biggest problem with this team is that Zach Taylor is a bum. He is. He said this, and I said that they were going to regret giving because the same thing happened with Dougie P. in Philly, I think. Yeah, in Philly, he won the Super Bowl, got bought himself like an extra five years, and an extra two years in what he he really should have been fired after that. But Zach Taylor is so just bad. Bad at play calling. His offenses are so uninspiring. You have like you have one of the best wide receiver trios in the league. Joe Burrow, who is one of the best processing quarterbacks, like he can read the field extremely well and he's very accurate. And you have Joe Mixon, who's a top ten running back in this league. And none of them are doing anything remotely to what their potential is. And it's because your play calling is terrible. It's so uncreative. So, unfortunately, the Bengals decided to give him a nice fat contract extension. Which what is happening? I will regret, say that. Which they will regret. And I said they wouldn't regret this. Because Zach Taylor's Super Bowl appearance just bought him an extra five years or so. And now they want they can't be like, oh, we'll fire the head coach that brought to the Super Bowl. No. No, you can't fire the head coach who just gave an extension. Bill Burrow... Brought you to the Super Bowl. The same thing. Zach Taylor is Mike McCarthy Jr. 
the, it's like if Mike McCarthy and Cliff Kingsbury had a child together. Like, it'd be it'd, it'd be Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor was carried last year by Joe Burrow and a great defense. Now they're relying on him to be creative offensively, and he's not. He's just not. He's no good. Yeah. So on 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 one end, on the Cowboys defense plays well. Cooper Rush just be conservative. You'll be fine until Dak. How back. is Mike McCarthy the best coach on the sideline <laughs> in this game? How? That's, then, like, the, that's the biggest, like, just, wow. Like, that floors me that he was not the worst coach on the sideline. And and for the Bengals, I would just say, you're stuck with Zach for at least a year or two. Unless you want to be bold and fire him. I would be really bold because this is the only other and team. I would applaud it. I would be like, thank you for not waiting. Like, the amount of coaches that, leave, if you look back, that have won a Super Bowl or been in a Super Bowl that have had their tenure extended because of that, Dan Quinn was in Atlanta way too long. Mike McCarthy was in Green Bay way too long. Yeah. He's going to be in Dallas way too long. Doug Peterson was probably a year or two overdue when they eventually fired him. Now Zach Taylor, just because he was in the Super Bowl doesn't mean he's a good coach. Yeah. Just because you make the – it's so weird this offseason you had teams that, like, had – we – Said that their coach to be on the hot seat, and they got extensions, aka Cliff Kingsbury. We'll get. They're both still bad. They're both still bad. Like nothing changed. The fact is, it got worse. Cliff Kingsbury got rewarded for being blown out. Both of them got contract extensions, and they both I feel have gotten worse. Um, let's talk about the let's talk about this next game because you want to talk about hey, who terrible coaching? Hmm. Look. The Broncos are sloppy as hell. The Broncos are sloppy, and Russell Wilson continues to fall down the the best quarterbacks in uh in the league um nice. in the league ranking. And first off, Davis Mills. I'm sorry. This is this is a, un, this was an uncharacteristically David Mills game because he was he was terrible. He's not usually terrible. He's he's usually either fine or inconsistent. He's not usually like terrible. Well, um. Know. Not playing good teams. Sad part is, he did, he wasn't the worst QB on the field. No, he was not. <laughs> Russ was <laughs> actually <laughs> terrible. Like, Russ was at, they they were so they were so ineffective in the red zone. They had a drive where I think they had eight shots at the end zone. Yeah. None, none of them made it to the end zone. Russ was bad. Nathaniel Hackett, what? He is a terrible coach right now. He the the time management last week, the time management this week. They took a what delay of game on a field goal and then had a yeah. If the Broncos played any other team, they would have lost this game. But because they played the Texans, who while they are well coached, don't have. They don't have the talent to. Compete. They don't have the talent. They don't and have I was... the talent to compete with the better teams. But if they play any other team, they would have lost this game because Nathaniel Hackett is inept at whatever he thinks is coaching. It's sad too because it's quite I don't really... shocking how like those mistakes <laughs> they're making are all coaching errors. And the, the sad part is like this is a sloppy. This is a really thirteen sloppy. penalties, bro. Thirteen. <laughs> 
I That's don't coaching. Know. The the time management is coaching. <laughs> I really don't know what exactly I could say about this this Broncos team because it's like there's if nothing. Hack is I, bad and Russell Wilson's bad. This is going to be a terrible. No, this that's, is that's an overreaction. Stop. It is an overreaction, but I will say, I will yeah. say, this is for a win. Like first off, he was booed. He was booed. He was booed. Who Russell or Hackett? Russell. They were they were counting down the play clock. Like we do at basketball games, they were counting down the play clock be- because Hackett, they weren't snapping the ball. I'm not going to overreact and be like, this experiment is going to go terribly for the Broncos, but unless Hackett can like button this team up and Russell can play better, yeah, my, this is not going to be good. First like, off, I, I trust, I, they have the talent, but... It, Russ cannot. You can't start thing. six of twenty. You cannot. You can't start six of twenty. No, there's some and, things that have, have been revealed from this Broncos team. I will also say this too, because um, Jermont Jones, um, um, one of Denver's players on defense, said, and I quote, "We have." He had like two sacks in this game, I think. Um, he said, "We had a. We have a lot of faith in number three. That's why he makes two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, well, Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have faith in him. Last week he proved that, right? Or he just forgot, or he's just that dumb that he thinks that a field goal and clock management is like people twelve year olds on Madden could manage the clock better than Nathaniel Hackett. This is also this is very true. Like I've seen it. I understand it's hard to be a head coach, but I've seen 12-year-olds on Madden have better clock management than him. Oh, my gosh. Clock management is bad. Play calling is bad. Making this, Getting this team prepared to play a freaking football game is bad. So they also had... They, they also had, like, the penalties were bad, too. Outside of the delay of game, a field goal pass. <laughs> uh, they had... Too many men on the field. Penalties. Coaching. That is coaching. That they is had one where it was too too many too few players on a punt, and that coaching. and it was the punt returner who was not there. That's all coaching. Like this team is. And it also it makes me think. Well, it could have been if Vic Fangio was here. It would have been okay, but it also makes me think that that the Fangio Hackett wasn't the team the the coach that they wanted. And maybe that getting Nathaniel Hackett was actually employed to get somebody else, like I said, um, in the offseason. That they maybe didn't really. John Elway shouldn't have blown off Brian Flores. Speaking of blowing, blowing leads. That, no, that was terrible. <laughs> well, so speaking of coaching ineptitude. Um, yeah, there you go. Kingsbury got to win. First. Um, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Kyler Murray got a win. And only Kyler Murray. Because he's the only reason this... Yeah, whatever. Byron Murphy had the fumble. He almost freaking dropped the fumble. He, he literally <laughs> dropped the ball before he almost crossed the, the line. Like, come on, dude. Anyway, Kyler Murray got them this win. As yeah. he will do for the rest of the season when they do win. He will get them this win. Cliff is still terrible. Yeah. He didn't. This offense is 
still no good. I mean, this defense is still no good, sorry. This roster is still extremely thin. But you're right. Isaiah Simmons had the nice fumble. That was a great forced fumble. Byron Murphy had the fumble recovery, even if he almost dropped it and had a touchback. Kyler is great. And I don't know if you saw. No, Kyler is good. Him run around for 20 seconds for that two point conversion. For that two point conversion. That's, I think I will say this, and I, I don't know if you, if you were going to say it with this. It's so funny. You, when it comes to extending the play, I, I, I would, I have to put Kyler. Top two and he's not two, bro. No, I yeah. agree. I, I said this he's, when we did our our previews. Lamar is a better so runner. Good. Lamar is a better runner when it's a design run. Kyler is better at scrambling and prolonging the play. Because that is good at twenty seconds. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> they played the. I've seen so many like clips of like them playing music over it. I'll have to send it to you. It's so funny, but he played great. Um, Marcus I will say down. this. Dropping uh, another crucial pass in over. Yes, he should. Uh, perfect ball. He dropped it, and luckily they still got the win. But come on, Marquise Brown, you're supposed to be better than this. I, Derek Carr did not play terribly. No, he played awful. I'm sorry. He had a throw in overtime that should have been picked. You didn't let me even finish. He, I'm sorry. Not he. Not just. He wasn't that bad. No, he was. No, you didn't even let me finish what I was gonna say. Go ahead, then. I was gonna say Derek Carr did not play terribly, and then the second half happened. Just who cares about the first half? Two and Well, that that uh, every game you can say that for every game. Two fans don't. Every game you can say about the first half because not even the first half. Not, I, I can't even say the first. Then the it first like the quarter first ended. Quarters. The first quarter ended, and then Derek Carr decided to unravel because that was. After the touchdown that they had um, in the first quarter, um, it was like a a two-minute – it was a great two-minute drill. Um, Seven-play touchdown. Derek Carr was great. Darren Waller was doing everything he needed to do. Did you see After that, if you would have told – if you would have told, um, told Raiders fans that that was the last touchdown you would see in this game. Did you see them celebrating? In the stadium, like they were popping champagne and stuff. Yeah, the, like you, thought, you would have told them that was the last touchdown they'd see. I don't think they would have believed you. No. Um, my question is why? Okay, this is the Cardinals' defense, and we have talked at great length about how bad they are. Why is Devontae Adams only only being targeted seven times, only catching two of those? I know one of them was a bad throw by Derek Carr. I am yeah. aware. I know that one. That was in overtime. But why isn't Devontae Adams getting more involved against this terrible Cardinals defense? Because I really think that with the Raiders, the Raiders we talk about like they they again they are really then they're one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in the offensive league. line is terrible. Um, the defense is, is very the greatest. The defense is the greatest. Doesn't it, they have pass rushers? Of course. Yeah, but we didn't do much this game either. But hey, I can't. But I, I, I do think they're 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 deep. I would say their O line didn't do that bad this game. But also, you're playing against the Cardinals. 
who don't have yeah, a pass don't rush. have a pass rush. So <laughs> that, that, I'm not taking so that means that. that doesn't really mean anything. But I will it's, say it's this: like trash versus trash, <laughs> and they're just they're throwing trash. It, it cancel they cancel each other out. Like, um, I will say this: off each other. I do think that the the Raiders have have the potential to win games that they shouldn't. And this is a game that they should have won. Yeah, they should have. But they blew it. <laughs> but, and, but even then, are they the worst team in the AFC West? Yes. The Broncos, the Broncos, no, the Broncos are probably going to get better. They at least have multiple position groups that are good. This yeah, team this- has two. <laughs> Their edge rushing duo and their wide receiver duo. Everything else is bad or is just not good enough. Derek, Derek Carr, I'm, sorry. I'm changing the line. I may have to change the line. I may have to change the line. But unfortunately, another quarterback who is around that line sucked as well this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to that. We'll, we'll get to him later. But so, the, Derek the Carr has not been good this season. With the Raiders, I will say, gosh, it's going to be a long season. It is, and I'm not I'm, – okay, I'm not going to gloat. I may, I may have been a year early on them. Uh, I mean, you, at least you didn't say that they were going to go win, like, 13 games. <laughs> um, and for the Cardinals, it will be an even longer season. I will say that. Josh Jacobs, back to his usual volume over production ways. As he should. 3.6 yards per carry. I love that. That makes me happy. Why does that make you happy? I'm being sarcastic. That is the most... Ugh. It just... Ugh. It hurts and, me. It makes so, me sick. Let's, let's, finish this, let's finish this Sunday night game. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers gets to go to his, you know, go against his uh, his sons. Um, and Aaron Jones, what the hell is that? Aaron Jones single-handedly won me a fantasy matchup. Thank you. Aaron Jones, I appreciate you. I've never seen that type of game from Aaron Jones in my life. We saw one last year, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't want people to look at... Dave Montgomery also had a great good game, too, as well. Um, I don't want people to look at this game and say um, Justin Fields was terrible, because that's what people will say. People will be like, Justin Fields can't throw, yada, 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 all that jazz. It's just this is unfortunate for him. This I think this is just a, an unfortunate situation. You know what else is unfortunate? The fact that he's only completed fifteen passes so two weeks. Yeah, I understand. Last week was bad. I don't know. They just have not set him up to succeed. Darnell Mooney, where put someone get the milk carton <laughs> out and find this man because he was non-existent. I can't. I I can't find him. They're well coached, I think. I think Matt Eberflus is Matt Eberflus is a good coach, but they do not have the talent. <laughs> I'm sorry, they just do not have the roster talent. So it's gonna be a long season. Justin Fields, you hope to see more out of. I don't, the Packers bounce back game as I predicted. Um, yeah, it's also you know they need to be more creative defensively though. Yeah, they they have not done a lot with like Quay Walker, who I've been like looking at doing some research on apparently he was very good at blitzing and they have not used him blitzing once and they're not doing zone they're not doing man coverage you have to be more creative with your defense against better teams you can't just run the same like last week they were not creative they just what did zone coverage against Justin Jefferson yeah we saw what Justin Jefferson did last week so luckily you're playing an offense that isn't very good but 
once you play one that's better, you need to be more creative. Um, my thing is, do we have a? Is there um a new wide receiver one in Green Bay? Are you talking about Sammy Watkins? I am talking about Sammy Watkins. No, this is he took a week one off. Now he's week two. It's week two, Sammy Watkins. Guys, <laughs> he only had three catches. This was uh, Aaron Rodgers spread the ball around. Look at that. Look at him, look at him like, spreading the wealth. I didn't know he could do that. Except, you know, Bobby Tunyon just... Bobby get, Tunyon does not get the wealth. Um, But yeah, so with the Packers, they'll, again, they'll be fine. Week one was nothing. As usual, week one's nothing to worry about. I'm so sorry for Justin Fields. It, it's actually it's actually really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, and you don't really have to talk too much about it. And we don't even really have to talk too much about this next game, except, you know, on one side, I was oh, like, Oh shoot. I forgot. Sorry. This is way off topic. There was another, who the hell is that player? Eric Salbert. I don't know who that is. From, uh, the Denver Broncos game. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go. I think there was one more, but let's go back. That's for this game. I will say this. I'm going to close my eyes and just go to sleep. And I say, wake me up when the Bills are in the AFC Championship game. Uh, yeah, you probably should. Because, Logan, it's not like me to, you know, get scared of a team, especially early on, or make, you know, overreactions, considering what they, who they play. No, I can't even say who they play. They played... They played the they played the Super Bowl champs, and then they played the number one seed of life. Like, This is without Gabe Davis. Malik Willis was in this game in the end of the third quarter. The third quarter, Derrick Henry was putting his training shoes on at the end of the third quarter. Is Stephon Diggs the best receiver in the NFL? Uh, Oh no, he's one. We said he was one B, right? Here's the thing with the best receiver in the NFL. I think that at the end of the season, there's going to be a certain number of guys who occupy a tier. And can be in any order, and it wouldn't be disrespectful. I think Justin Jefferson, yes, Devontae Adams, yes, Tyreek, Diggs, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase, yes. I think the six of them can occupy that top tier and put them in any order, and it wouldn't be disrespectful. I think they're all so good. So yes, yeah, I always thought Stephon Diggs was kind of underrated and kind of. Forgotten about when you're yeah always. I always thought he was. This is this is a crazy game. Him and Josh Allen, so surprisingly, could be getting even better, which is quite frightening for the rest of the league. Not the MVP agenda is looking great right now. I'm so happy. Um, but they are very scary. Yeah, no, for sure. And the defense looks really good. Yeah, defense looks great. Actually, Uh, eight tackles for loss. Two sacks. They they got yeah. on top of they really blanketed all the receivers. The run game. You don't need the run game to be anything. Who cares well, that's the, the run thing. game when Josh Allen is lighting teams up <laughs> with like he the the argument for Josh Allen being the best quarterback in the NFL could very well be had at the end of the season. I think the only thing he doesn't have. He always doesn't have one thing that separate that separates him and like the top, like usually the top three. Well, he just wasn't. And, and, he, and he's no, that's not what I'm going to say. 
Well, that doesn't matter if it, I don't think that matters to me. Well, well, he's getting. Well, it doesn't really matter. You're right, but he's getting it this this year. What? A rig. Okay. Well, I was gonna say consistency. Oh no, I don't. I truly don't think. I think every QB has a bad game. No, I mean Aaron like Rod- last year, Josh Allen had several games where he did not play well. Yeah, right. I think that Josh Allen will make those games. Not games, but plays in a game. Yeah. Those mistakes. So the conversation can be had. I think, right. I think we'll be happy. For the Titans, jeez. We <laughs> may have been a bit early on our prediction. <laughs> Maybe just a year. As we that's, were that's, our, usually case. that's usually the case. As we were with our Oklahoma State prediction. Um, we may have been a year early on the Titans. Can't Ryan wait to see Malik Willis. Isn't good enough to carry this team. No. Eric Henry... Looks like a 28-year-old running back <laughs> coming off a major injury. The defense is struggling because they're on the field so much. We saw Malik Willis in this game. Is that the last we see of Malik Willis? That's my question. I don't think they, so. They are now 0-2. And they got an interesting matchup against another 0-2 team next week, which we'll get to when we do my picks. But what a terrible start for them. <laughs> it's It's... It's it's annoying. Um, yeah, nah. so my that's uh, my thing. But Bills, I'll see you in January, and then you're scary. And the Titans, Malik Willis, I'll see you soon. Wait, wait, wait it's I'll see yeah. you in late October, Malik. I will see you in late October as well. Uh, and then finally, the last game of the night, the Jalen Gore. Revenge game. Uh, you know, it's so crazy. Two QBs that we had a lot to say about had essentially the best games of their career. Um, yes, Jalen Hurts played very fantastic. well. Fantastic. Um, you know, I just gotta. We always said that he always got better every single year. Maybe we shouldn't have doubted him. You're right. Because if he can get better. Wow, this Eagles team is going to be great. This Eagles team is so good, Logan. This Eagles team is so good. And if this, I think if this is what I've seen from Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry, but you're better automatically. I'm not expecting you to take it up. I think you could take it up another notch. Um, he was effective in the run game. He was effective in the passing game and the short intermediate throws. Yeah, um, every receiver that was thrown to was efficient. Kez Watkins had a touchdown. Look at him be great. Um, Hurts just yeah, his processing and his um ability to read the field that have just gotten better. That and that's what the problem was, was last time, last year. That, Go ahead. That Philly defense, though. Yes, Darius Slay, excellent corner. He shut down Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he just no no. Well. It's because he had Monday Night Football prime time Kirk throwing to him. Oh, I didn't realize. Time, I didn't realize. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Kirk is the worst player in the history of the NFL. Forgot um, about that. He was quite, quite awful, and the run game was a non-factor. Kirk Cousins was actually their leading rusher. Yeah, um, it was a non-factor. The defense struggled to contain anything the Eagles were doing. So, uh, 
Vikings fans, Vikings supporters, how you feeling? How you feeling after last week? I know you're I've high. Been, well, first off, Justin Jefferson's going to be fine. I know you're high on the Vikings, so how, how you feeling? You 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 are the the person that is the most high on the Vikings. I'm okay, okay, okay. I would say that this year I'm actually the lowest I've been on them. Wow. Well, that's not saying a lot. Um, you're always I, very high on them. I did. I forgot Kirk was playing under the Monday Night Lights. I forgot about that. The lights do something to him. Um, someone said that he has astigmatism. That's why he doesn't do well. <laughs> someone who has astigmatism. I, 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 that's not, I can't, I can't, I don't think the, the lights have ever been that bright. This defense is actually trash. Well, that's not nice. They played well last week, and then they played, they played well this week. They got three sacks in this game, seven tackles for loss, but it's like, okay, what else can you do? The secondary has not gotten better, which is like, okay, yeah. Um, K, Cousins, bro, whatever, bro. I don't even. See, that's why I can't move the line, because he was that bad, too. Yeah, exactly, No. It's like maybe, every maybe it'll every be the first, Dak Prescott line. No, because I don't even know what Dak is, bro. Like no, but like any quarterback above Dak can win you a Super Bowl. Any quarterback that includes Dak and below, but now I'm massive putting, amounts of help. The sad part is I put Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins on the same category. I I, I don't know. I I don't. I disagree. Dak is better than them. I, didn't, no, I, 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 I Derek, never said Dak was. Uh, Dak is better. I don't know if Ryan is on that. Ryan is the last one there. Ryan is the last one there. Well, yeah, so coming out this game, the Hurts, the Hurts, if if this is Hurts, this is good. That's uh, that's that's my, that's my thing. He just keeps getting better. And he's the Vikings, started. oh, my God, Kevin, do something. Kevin, do something. That's all I have to say. Irv Smith caught a touchdown. As he should. Look, we spent an hour and fifty minutes talking hour about fifty. <laughs> Probably a little under that, but uh, Jesus, this is gonna be a long episode. Okay, it's gonna be so long. It's gonna be a bitch to edit. Uh, but you know what is not gonna be a bitch to edit? Your three minute picks, Logan. It's so still gonna be a bitch to edit. Uh, it really is. Let's 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 see. You're <laughs> thinking about how long it's gonna take to encode, aren't you? I saw to encode yesterday's episode, bro. Don't, don't worry, this doesn't come out till um my computer can't handle this file size. It's okay, buddy. Alright, let's give me give me these picks and get them okay, out well, faster well, than you did well, last time. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was rusty. It's been a while. It has been a while. Alright, ready? Three, two, one. An AFC North showdown on Thursday night on Prime Video. The Steelers going to take the Browns. Yeah, the, the Pittsburgh offense is just so bad and terrible. So I'm going to pick Cleveland, actually, to win. Speaking of bad offenses, the Texans go to Chicago to take on the Bears at Soldier Field. We got our first tank bowl. It's not our first. Oh, well, yeah. Of the week. Chicago wins. I don't know why. I just have this feeling. So I'm going to go with Chicago. It's so hard to pick these tank bowls. They're just so, yeah, yeah. The battle to see which QB is going to be the new line. <laughs> Derek Carr versus Ryan Tannehill. Over two teams on Sunday. No, I I do think this is a battle between two teams with seasons on life support, though. I think we see a big game from Derrick Henry against the squishy Vegas D line, and I'm going to pick Tennessee to win. All right, the Chiefs go and take on a tie and a loss team in the Colts. What do we get there? Yeah, I don't think the Colts will be able to, one, keep up with KC offensively, and I don't think they will, two, be able to contain... Wait, I said 
keep up with them offensively, contain them defensively. Kansas City wins. I think this will get ugly. All right. And a team, a team that have two things in common, high-octane offenses, and Matt Breda played for both. The Bills take on the Dolphins. Maybe we'll see another fireworks show, and I, I think Buffalo's going to win. Buffalo has Miami's number. Yeah. They always have. The team that gifted the Lions their first win of the season last year, the Lions go into Minnesota to take on Kirk Cousins. What happens here, Logan? This is another game that I honestly, I haven't even filled out a pick. I do not know. <laughs> I'm going to say Detroit, question mark. Okay. All right. And then the Ravens go to New England to take on Mackathan Jones and Bill Belichick. Well, this is this is a game I can see New England winning, but I'll pick Baltimore. All right. And the Carl Lawson revenge game. Oh, and the C.J. Uzama revenge And the C.J. Uzama revenge game. The Bengals take on the Jets in MetLife Stadium. Uh, this is a Bengals team that is very desperate. I think they're going to win. Okay. They need to win. How about that? <laughs> the Eagles go down a little down south to take on the Washington Commanders. What happens here? Well, this is the first of two Carson Wentz revenge games. Yes. Um, what Carson Wentz will we get? I'm going to say the high point of the roller coaster, and they will win. They will watch them win. Saints go into Carolina to take on Baker Mayfield. Will Matt will be fired after this game? Hopefully so. Saints win. All right. The Jags take on the Chargers in the 405 slate. I have this gut feeling that the Jags might win this game, but I'm going to pick the Chargers because they've had a longer week. So, in a repeat of in the repeat of the NFC wildcard game from last year, the Rams go into Arizona to take on the Cardinals. How are they sovereign Cooper Cup? They're not okay. Rams win. Uh, all right, the Falcons take on the Seahawks in the Bird Bowl. Tank Bowl number two. Atlanta question mark. Maybe. I do not know. I'm going with Atlanta. I don't feel confident in that whatsoever. Alright. A potential NFC title matchup? The Packers take on the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is banged up, so I'm going to cautiously take Green Bay. Alright. And then the Sunday night football game. Jimmy G takes on Russell Wilson in in, in the New Jersey. Um, the 49ers go into Denver. Kyle Shanahan is going to coach circles around Hackett. San Francisco wins. <laughs> and then finally... A Monday night football game that we did not ask for. The Mike McCarthy against Brian Dabble. The Cowboys take on the Giants. I'm going to say the Dallas gets the win here with their defense leading the leading the way. All right. So I think we're going to have to change this to what five minute picks, four minute picks, because this is this is three fifty seven. Damn it! And I I thought I was doing pretty well, and I thought you were doing well too. So uh-huh. just, I don't know how the hell we do this. We're just going over time tonight. But how the hell did we do this in only three minutes last year? I don't know. No, well, the plug us out while we still have. Well, before we, before we, before we uh, leave, we need to crown our who the hell is that award player of the I, week? I'm giving it to River. That is a River Crocraft. Yeah, that is a fire name. And uh, obviously, Carson Wentz is the revenge game of the week. Um, I'm gonna. I need to figure out. I'm gonna go back and listen. See how I did last week. Yeah. And, I'm going to be diligent about this and, and keep up with my records on these. <laughs> okay. I did, not, I did not do that last year. But um, if you made it this far, first off, congratulations. Thank you. you. A blessing to society. Second off, follow us on Spotify. 
if you enjoyed this. Uh, and also check out our YouTube channel, Stick to Sports. Go go subscribe there. Um, check out our Twitter at Stick to Sports and TikTok. Same thing. Check out both of us on Twitter at Stick to Sports. No, that is not true. Logan Borky and no underscore Deej. I'm trying to get at no Deej back. It's been a process. It's been such a process. In fact, like a year-long process. But um, Dude. go check out all content on SixtySportsNetwork.com. That is all. Well, this has been the Six Sports Podcast. Our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah. It was Logan. Give me Brandon Ayuk, you, goddammit. Give Thank me you for the Six Sports Podcast. What? Thank Noah you for listening, Logan.